All right, guys, welcome back to another week of the Wrecking Crew podcast. This week we got Full Draw Assassins on, Derek and Kyle. Y'all go check them out on Instagram uh, and Carbon YouTube and Carbon TV. They'll be on Carbon this year. Uh, check them out. Uh, give them some love and likes. Guys, always remember uh, to uh, use our sponsors, Three Rivers Coffee Company, Rectifier Choke Tubes, Cirrus wind indicators, conviction game calls, Apex. and Apex protein snacks. Noah's still got to remind me every time. But uh, use code WC Outdoors to get you a discount at checkout. Um, and hope y'all enjoy this episode. Well, guys, welcome back to another week of the Wrecking Crew podcast. This week we got Full Draw Assassin uh, on here with uh, we got Derek and Kyle. Um, y'all are out of, based out of Ohio, right? Oh, well, Derek and the other boys are based out of Ohio. I'm over here in southern Indiana. Well, how, how far apart is that then? Uh, now, between me and Derek is, I think, three and a half hours. Oh. So he's moved a little bit closer. He just moved, made a move in Ohio, moved to Ohio, and then moved again. Dang. Well, so how did all y'all get acquainted? Well, um, well, Full Troll Assassin started a couple of years ago, me and another buddy of mine, and um, uh, we were looking to bring on another guy to uh, just kind of pick up with content stuff, you know, give me a break, uh, so I was doing most of the editing and uh, production side of everything, and me and Kyle talked through um, social media back and forth for probably about a year, just commenting on each other's stuff. He just seemed like a good fit, you know, he, he looked like he had a good time, he didn't take things too seriously, but he was really good at what he did with the camera, so um, that's what we were about, you know, we're, we pride ourselves on, you know, taking it seriously and being good with our equipment and uh, really learning, but also knowing when to relax and have a good time, and that's kind of what he, kind of the energy he put off through his social medias, um, so we reached out to him, and, or I reached out to him, and um, he, it was kind of a match made in heaven, you know, it kind of hit off right away, and then we just kind of talked on the phone every day. We still talk on the phone every day. Uh, I see him probably, we're averaging like three times a year in person right now. I uh, hope I change that a little bit as we keep moving forward, but um, we met in January in person at the airport in Illinois. Yeah, we did a working class bow hunter podcast, and we met there in Illinois. The first thing I said to him was, uh, Dan, you are a small dude. He's a tiny <laughs> little guy, but um, he's, he grew to be one of my best friends, you know, not even seeing him that seeing him that much um, in person. But we talk daily, 24-7, seven days a week. We're, we're always bouncing ideas off each other, um, hoping to see him more often. I mean, living a little closer to him now. But um, ever since he's came on, uh, we've kind of took everything to the next level. So I was super excited to have him as my, my co-owner with this. And moving forward, um, hope we can just keep growing together. Well, that's, that's that sounds like a pretty good partnership there. That's that's kind of how we all got started, uh, and it does it, it takes in, in this uh, whether it's filming because we we run cameras and film also, and even the podcast having somebody that they take pride in what they do, but they they also know when to laugh, and you can't get just you can't be too uptight about it. No, no, no. That, that's 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 the way that you know things used to be. You know, growing up, just watching shows and stuff. Is 
it's just sort of serious, you know, and it was, it was really hard to relate to, you know, as you get older to realize like, Hey, this is, this isn't how we do things. You know, this isn't real life. So that's, that's where I think the big change is in the hunting industry. And we're happy to be a part of it, you know, uh, kind of changing, changing the way things are going. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that kind of puts, like, like you said, that's a change in the hunting industry. And I think that's why you see shows such as the uh, pig man and uh, McMillan be so popular because it's kind of just go with the flow, whatever happens, happens, and uh, more like reality TV on their end than we're just here to kill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, well, that's, uh, we'll get into some meat and bones here. We're we're probably a little out of y'all's area of what y'all are your more following base is and that's kind of what we do on the podcast we try to get people from all over and kind of help build um build their following and uh, on social media or on youtube or whatever platforms you're on uh what is full draw assassins all about how, how did it all get started in in the beginning so um it was uh it was me derek here um I hunted for years. Um, I'm actually from I'm from Southeast Pennsylvania. I just moved to Ohio this year. I, I heard Kyle saying that before the podcast, um, or I don't know, maybe it was after you start recording. But um, yeah, so I moved. Um, I started hunting out there when I was younger, and then, um, probably about two years ago, me and my other buddy, uh, you see him on the page. You, you might even see him this year on some of our, our episodes this fall if he comes on out here. But um, we started hunting together. We grew up together, me and him, and it just started to get real repetitive. You know, we had a little 38 release, and that was kind of all we could get our hands on where we lived, and the public land was just kind of non-existent. So uh, it started to get really, really bored, you know, with just, you know, 30 acres. There's only so much you could do. I know Kyle will beg to differ because he's the seven-acre killer. We'll probably get to that. But, yeah, you just get bored, you know, you 30 acres, two guys. You can only hunt so many spots. It's just... So I was like, look, you know, let's spice it up a little bit. You know, let's get a camera involved. You know, let's film our hunts. And um, where we lived, um, we couldn't really, ha- like, we had our personal social medias and stuff, but no one hunted where we lived. You know, we were really outcasts when it came to hunting. So, you know, putting a picture of a dead deer, you know, no one really gave a shit. You know, everyone just kind of just shoved it off or gave, gave a shit for it. So, you know, we were like, hey, let's start it like the social media just for me and you where we could post our hunting stuff and, you know, not have to be ashamed of it. We'll only let people hunt follow us, you know, and um, that's kind of ha- honestly how it started. There's no sugarcoating it. It was just kind of just screwing around with a buddy, and um, I just kind of fell in love with the, the camera side of it and just the relationships I met. And then I went to the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg um, our first year as having the page and um, met a lot of good people and just got a lot of good advice with cameras and um, filming and editing and talking to people in the industry and now it's just my whole life you know and then um this january i moved out to ohio to chase big deer regularly um for a content standpoint you know because we just signed up with carbon tv so we'll be on an actual network this year and um that's big steps for us so you got to sacrifice a little bit you know if it means moving seven hours away from your family to get what you need for um your content for your crew man you got to do what you got to do Oh yeah. And we brought, like I said, we brought Kyle on and just to help us out, pick up, you know, pick up a couple of some of the slack that I was really struggling with, I'm um, doing by myself, and it's made things a lot easier and a lot smoother for us going forward. Oh yeah, that and it it sounds because 
Y'all's story sounds so familiar to our story. Uh, we had Kenyon Bankston on with Southern Boys Outdoors last year. That same story he's got, just kind of that, just you just kind of fall into it and you, you kind of want to change things up. And, and filming is one way to really challenge you. <laughs> Oh, it's hard. It's tough. Yeah. We've all been there. You know, yeah. We've all learned the hard way. Yeah. It, it, you, you learn. You learn by mistakes. And you learned it. My, I, I, at least down here where we're at, we, we've learned that, you know, we, we were always brought up, you got to be quiet. You can't do, you know, how that goes. Well, oh, yeah. You got to literally take, when you set up a stand or saddle, whatever you're using, you really got to go in there, um, not really looking so much where the deer are coming but you gotta look where where can i set this camera up you know where yep. am i gonna be able to move this camera arm up you just add so much so much things to your knowledge you gotta think about where you're going to the woods film. yeah and that, that's and it's and it's twice the work and uh like that's what we got done we got done today setting we ain't done we're far from done yeah we're far from done we're trying to get well our season don't come in until october 15th so we're oh, okay that's our opener off archery, so we're we're still working on things, but we've got the majority of everything done. We got greenfields in, um, actually earlier than I think anybody has that I know of. Um, uh, down in South Mississippi, maybe they've got some in South Alabama, but North Alabama, we're we're earlier than anybody I know. Um, but we we've been hanging double stands today. Uh, well, Noah's been hanging double stands. I didn't bring my harness. Will's been standing at the bottom watching. <laughs> oh, but uh, just get, getting that and getting that camera footage and uh, every hunt ain't footage worthy at times. Oh, yeah. It, it's tough, you know, because we're self-filming a lot, too. You know, if you watch Kyle's buck from last year on our YouTube channel, I mean, he, he was 100% self-filmed. And that, that's, that's pretty tough yeah, that... know, to go through. Um um, we're lucky enough to have two other guys in our team as team members. We got Colton Tyler from Northeast Ohio. I'll be hunting with them a lot this year, so most of the time we'll have a camera guy in the tree with us, you know. But there's going to be those sits where you're going to have to, you know, self film and, and to and, get uh, and to get footage. You know, to have a camera guy with us this year. So yeah, but moving away a little bit from the self filming, you know, because when you get to like the you know the network. Um, area where we're at now it's you know it's all about producing good content you know and sometimes self-filming you can't get the best stuff you know and it, it sucks you know we've all been there um we've got footage on self-filming and i've got footage of me shooting deer that i couldn't even get in frame you know so you kind of got to sacrifice a little bit and get a camera guy with you as many times as you can if you're trying to go that route yeah and that, that's kind of where we've been with filming and we've got years of footage but we're in the same kind of boat as you as uh, we both, I work a deer, I, I'm a ag teacher. My brother-in-law here is a nurse. Uh, my dad's a taxidermist and deer processor and we both help him. So uh, we, we've kind of been, the, we're, pull, we're hoping to pull somebody on in the next month to really do editing and focus on that side of things more than what we can put t that time into it. We're good with going out putting time into getting things ready, but sitting down editing, editing takes a lot of time. And I, I don't think some people realize that. And to make- Yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, it's, that's half the battle, you know, and that's, that's what, that's what we go through. And that's like, I know Kyle will tell you, I mean, he hasn't really talked much. Are you still there, Kyle? I'm alive. 
<laughs> yeah, so, he does most of the uh, photo editing um, that you see from us. I'll do most of the video editing. Um, but yeah, that's what comes into it. You know, hunt. I always say hunts. Uh, one hunt lasts me two weeks. You know, like if I'm out here hunting, I shoot a deer. I'm editing for two weeks before the episode is ready to go. Oh yeah, and that's 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 the hard part that people don't want to talk about. But, and, and get you know, it's if you're the only editing and just don't over. You just don't overdo it, you know. Stay, stay in your your demographic and stay in your your lane, you know. And that's how we kind of do things. I used to over edit a lot and try to make things nice and fancy, but you know, if you look at guys like the hunting public, you know, they they have little or no editing for their videos. It's just it's just good content that they're putting. Yeah, out just just guys. pretty much splice it together and go with it. And that's how they run yep. it, you know. And um, I mean, if we have a good backstory, you know, if we have. Kyle's buck last year was a pretty good backstory, so we put a pretty in-depth edit to it, you know, make it kind of sentimental and kind of understand what he went through that season. Um, we'll do stuff like that. But on an everyday episode, you know, a doe kill or anything like that, you know, we just kind of run the footage out it comes in. Awesome. Well, well, that kind of, that kind of sums that segment, I guess, up there because we, we face the same uh, battles there because it – you put all the time in to get the content, and then it's twice that time it seems like to get it put out. And um, even with podcasts, I, I, I've recorded, I've got behind because I had a kid, uh, I had a baby born this summer, and I got behind. Yeah, I got behind. <laughs> we got behind on podcasts, and we we kind of just went down. We just said, right, we're just going to start back up August. On deer season, we'll name it season two and let's get going back again. I said, because it, it got uh Yeah, we hit a dead standstill. <laughs> a dead standstill from what? More or end of April to... Yeah, probably right after turkey yeah, season. Yeah, right after turkey season to... Uh, About three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. <laughs> and now we're go up and going good again. But it, it was just... And sometimes you do need that break. So it kind of helped. But... Um, Moving on, uh, we've been really hammering here past two weeks season prep. We talked with Jordan off of uh, uh, Primo's two weeks ago, um, Jordan Blissett, and then we had um, Broski Arnold on with Hunters of the 256 last week. And we, we just really, everybody's gearing up. I know y'all are, we're a little late for y'all to be gearing up, I imagine, and like Kentucky, the, the Midwest is already, I think, ain't it in full swing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just actually just talking to one of our guys, Colt, um, a couple hours ago. I said, I'm thinking about heading down to Kentucky. I'm only three and a half hours from the Kentucky border. So uh, it's real tempting not to just hop in a truck and head down there for a weekend. Well, there's some good hunting. Uh, sure oh, yeah, for sure. And and we're, we're kind of – we got our – you talking about that 30-acre thing. Our hands are tied behind our back. Not so much archery season. But when it, when we hit that that gun season here in Alabama, I don't know if y'all have ever heard about it. Uh, <laughs> it's ninety days long. It's ninety days long. We took in fifteen hundred deer last year. Uh, Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. So we're 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 a full time processor and twenty four seven. Uh, on top of me and Noah has two other jobs, so we're we're kind of very we're we can't leave. Alabama for a little while uh, until so we do a lot of traveling when it comes to turkey season we're going to Africa turkey season is going to be put on back burner this year because we head out to Africa 
March 26th. Yeah, the last week of March. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. What do you hunt? My buddy went out to Africa. He loved it. We're, everybody's got something different, you know. There's so many things. You spend all year over and kill everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he shot a couple zebras and kudus or something. He shot a lot in the grip. I, I'm going to kill a wildebeest, a kudu, and a zebra. I'm gonna yeah, kill that's a, what I think he shot, yeah. I got a kudu, an impala, a gims buck, and whatever else I might want to find. Yeah, depends on how much cash he depends has. Depends on how much man. money I take when I go. <laughs> Yeah, they're, let, they're letting you boys travel over there with all this COVID stuff oh, going on in Africa. I yeah. thought that'd be kind of real restrictive. Well, they, they're they broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 80% of their income is like uh, yeah, United yeah United States and Europe hunters. Uh, my yeah. dad went over. He was the first hunter at this where we're going. He was the first hunter this year. He goes back next year. He'll be bringing back 17 animals next year. Holy hell, yeah. So it's, uh, and this year, which when I say bring back 17 animals next year, that's part of them from this year, and then he'd kill whatever he kills this upcoming year. <laughs> and uh, he just told them, he said, let's just do one shipment uh, to cut that cost of shipping down. We'll do one shipment, yeah, yeah. Just, just hold them. So, but uh, going back to season prep, uh, what all have y'all been doing? Y'all, up Midwest, y'all do a lot of, I know y'all probably hunt, more agricultural fields if i'm guessing well that law well, kyle take that one because he's a little different from the rest of us okay different how so Derek? um yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no being in indiana and being on ohio is a little bit different i'd learned that when i went over there uh in some areas you got the mountains and in other areas it's super flat like uh we have here in northern indiana but with me prepping for season, uh, it's been a lot of work. It's more than just doing the work in the woods. It's shooting your bow, getting it ready. Uh, I've been doing that just about every day I can that I'm not working out of state. And even ran into some mishaps. My string broke on me after mm. I had my bow all tuned in and had to get it recited in and Honestly, only took me uh, two different nights shooting it uh, after work until dark to get it all sighted in. So that's a really big part of it. And, uh, I think I speak for all of us when we say we've got a lot of trail cameras out. Uh, you can only do so much scouting from uh, roadways and the edge of fields. Got to have them cameras out there to capture what you can't see. Oh, yeah. And that, that that brings us on to a very good question. I I, I seen one of y'all's posts, seen where y'all were using the or one of y'all were using the reveal the reveal. Uh, is that that is that y'all's go to? Uh well, I don't think uh, we really have a go to. Uh, <laughs> we're not held down to one camera. Me personally, I snagged two of them this year to try it out. First time using cell cameras. Uh, I think Holt and Tyler have a couple of the reveals. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think Derek does. He's still cool, but, yeah, I don't <laughs> think Derek was able to pick him up. And right now it's hard for anyone to pick him up anywhere unless you want to pay a couple hundred bucks from uh, someone on eBay. <laughs> oh, I, we've ran – we, we here in North Alabama, we 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 have agricultural fields, but we ain't got nothing like y'all have. We uh, a big fields, 
20 acres yeah. uh, and um, most of ours is hardwood and hardwood bottoms uh, we're actually in the hill side, hilly part of alabama we're in mountains so we're in big rolling mountains uh, but we also have um, a lot of hardwood bottoms and pine plantations so we we try our best to use we've been using uh spy point cameras for now two or three years the only pro that's the reason i asked y'all about the reveals is we're i'm looking at getting us some everybody has talked highly of them but the problem is we don't have phone service no <laughs> hardly anywhere and we, we're like and i i was in the same boat with y'all i i I got to look and I'm like, I'm not giving what they want for these when I can order them off the website whenever they come in uh, for $200 cheaper. Oh, yeah. I, I had that problem last year when the uh, original reveal came out. My cousin was using it and at the time I didn't want to spend the money if uh, it wasn't going to be something that worked very well and he just had an amazing time with that camera he had no problems with it and still isn't having problems and then they dropped the new ones and so immediately i picked up two of them and i mean those cameras i haven't had a problem with them at all i mean it's super easy to set up and any anyone can do it and there's just so much they've added to it you can see what the camera is looking at and you can angle it and just get the camera looking exactly where you want it. You don't go check your SD card and then yeah, I think for the price, angles I right. I think they're ridiculously good for the price. Oh yes, oh, yeah, amazing. Well, and I think I, I think because we we talk a lot about pressure, putting pressure, putting scent on the ground, all that going on, and in the long run, they're going. If if you got the cell phone service and the batteries hold up, you're going to save money with these. Tr these because you ain't got to go check them uh one reason and you ain't putting the pressure in the woods that you was with going to check an sd card every two weeks or three weeks or however often you go check your sd cards yeah and sometimes it's hard to find the time to go check them with work and other hobbies and significant others i mean it does make it tough and those reveals have made it way easier yes uh, I just wish they would have, you know, I don't know if Tacticam's listening. Uh, I wish I would have left the other one on the market and just kind of done this and as a... Yeah, just kind of <laughs> down price that, that first one. <laughs> Not just get rid of it. <laughs> oh, but I, like I said, I don't know the difference between either one of them. Like I said, we've, we've ran the the spy point cell cams. We get service in certain areas and in most of our places, it's just more, it's just a glorified... Uh, SD camera. SD camera that you paid <laughs> way too much for. Um, but, uh, do y'all do a lot of uh, planting or anything? Like green uh -huh. fields or food plots? Go ahead, Derek. Uh, planting like food plots? Yeah. Uh, no, personally, me and Kyle don't. Our, uh, our, our two other guys do. I mean, you put in a little tiny food plot this year, though, didn't you, Kyle? Or you tried to? Uh, yeah, I, I put in a few food plots, and then uh, one of them was on a property line, and uh, I come in one day to my stand, and all of a sudden there's a stand set up right on it, so I quit planting that. <laughs> Someone was trying to hunt my food plot, I guess, when I wasn't there. And That sounds I mean, like I'm you're down here in North Alabama. Else to shoot a deer on my property when I'm not there. Yeah. And so this year, 
you know I, I do it all small i don't have any tractors four wheelers nothing like that and we're not that special killer <laughs> we're not that special like those boys yeah, yeah, those other boys got it good. I was using a 1970 Troy built tiller, and let me tell you, that thing <laughs> oh, sir. kicked my ass. Hey, we thought it was 15 pounds, and I, at one point that thing just took off. I went head over heels. <laughs> thing didn't I mean, but I got I got a food plot all tilled up at my girlfriend's house, and uh, we're gonna try and get her on her first bow kill, and. Uh, I ended up seeding it all by hand, sprayed it all by hand with pump sprayer. and uh, I mean, everything's popping up. I want to call it the prettiest food plot in the world. There's a lot of weeds in it, but that good stuff still mixed in between. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like, uh, well, we, we started out, oh, I've, I've never been able, we, when I was younger, we always planted food plots. We seeded them by hand. We never used a whirly bird or anything uh, to throw seed with a bag and throwing it by hand. But uh, when we got older, when we had a four wheeler, we th we somebody sat on the back of the four wheeler and th <laughs> threw, it <out. laughs> threw it out. Well, this year we we went fancy. This year we we went away from a cutting har. We don't we didn't even use a cutting har on nothing, uh, but her dove field and uh. Oh, we had we got a my family's got a six foot rotary tiller, pull behind tractor, and that made a world of difference. <laughs> and then we went and hooked up the whirly bird. Hooked up whirly bird and put two hundred fifty pounds of seed in it at that time. <laughs> Oh, we we I was spoiled. I sat on a four wheeler and watched. <laughs> yeah, Will's doing a lot of watching me work this year. <laughs> I guess that's because he stays behind the camera all year because I don't ever shoot no deer when he's there. <laughs> oh, and, that, and that's kind of what we do with our camera setup is uh, we ain't got nobody designated as cameraman. We we just kind of uh, whenever you whether you shoot and hit or shoot and miss, you rotate out and. Uh, and when our gun season comes in, when we get to hunt down here, the cameraman take brings a bow most of the time. And that way, if, if you want to shoot a doe, because we don't usually shoot a doe with our gun, we usually wait for a buck. If you want to shoot a the doe comes in, and we got doe days all year long, um, you can kill as many, you can kill, kill a doe a day. A doe a day. For 90 days. <laughs> for 90 days. Uh, so, but when you go... That way, the cameraman just ain't back there not shooting nothing, You're getting stuck behind the camera all year long. Bring your bow, shoot a doe, uh, or whatever, and kind of breaks up that monotonous. And that's it's kind of how we run our camera crew. We've got two, me and Noah, my dad, and Fish. They they film together. That's kind of how we run everything, and then which we swap up. I'll go film dad if nobody else is available or whatever. Uh, did y'all get to feed up north? Uh, do y'all get to, like, I guess we call it baiting. Do y'all get a baiting privilege up there? Ohio does. Do you have it in Indiana? Uh, you can bait before season, and then I think the law states that it has to be completely out 13 days before season comes in. Yeah, Ohio, we can, we can shoot over bait. Yeah, we can here in Alabama. We can shoot... Uh, we used to be a hundred yards and out of sight two years, three years ago. It had to be a hundred yards and out of sight, and we could feed all year long. And now they've went to we have to buy a fifteen dollar permit to be able to hunt over bait. And bait's considered anything, any attractant, whether it's minerals other than white salt. You can pour white salt on the ground and they don't care. 
but if you put trace minerals there it's considered unattractant um, you can hunt over it corn anything like that uh, there's no restriction on how you put it out either here we just kind of this year though we we kind of spent a lot of money and put a we've spent a lot of money and a lot of time and resources into putting our green fields in and making them better than they've ever been we kind of just when baiting came along we kind of threw them to the side and started feeding and um with your grain prices as high as they are i don't know if they're that high for y'all but they're high for us uh our grain prices are out the roof it's almost twelve dollars a bag for a 50 pound bag of corn uh, and it's almost twenty dollars a bag for anything better than corn uh, so we kind of we said let's let's put some more money into our food sort other food sources and see how that works for us this year y'all there yeah we're here sorry <laughs> I, I was trying to think of how to reply to that but uh yeah, Derek, Derek and them boys, they, they can bait out there, so they know a lot more on that than I do. I personally, even before season, and the past couple of years, I haven't really baited. Uh, I, I mean, I could probably get more deer on camera baiting, but in my head, I have this algorithm, and I guess I don't like to pull deer away from their natural patterns, especially when season comes in and you can't bait. So I like to keep them on their natural trail and figure out where they're moving on their own. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Kyle, if you could bait during season, would that change your mentality on that? If I could what? If you could bait during season, would that change your mentality? Uh, I mean, personally, I would not like it to be during season. I'd like it to stay how it is, but... Uh, I mean, that's, that's tough because, I mean, if everyone else is baiting, then, you know, I don't have anything on my property. Like, one of my main properties is seven acres, you know. Them yellow acorns beat my white oak flat, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Well, I, well that's one thing. You, you brought up a good point, Derek. Uh, would it change your mentality? And, and you brought up a good point on... Uh, down here in the south, we have we have greenery pretty much. We have browse all year round. When you look yeah. at the privix and you, certain things are green year round. So um, that's one thing we've learned. Even before you, when you could feed before season and that type of stuff, like I could, we could pour out a fifty pound bag of corn and it sprout. Yeah, and a deer wouldn't hit it if it's not on that deer trail, or if it's yeah. not where deer are traveling. Uh, and, and we, we've noticed too with bait in the past two years, we've got certain areas that yes, them deer when that if we have a time feeder and that time feeder goes off, you probably guaranteed twenty thirty minutes later there's going to be a deer show up. But it ain't like Texas when that feeder goes off, they're coming running uh, as yeah, much. Yeah, and it ain't. I think Kansas is kind of like that too, where they ain't got that. They ain't got more that many feed options, so they go. They're going to wherever that feed is. Where uh-huh. here exactly. we have a hard time. We're actually kind of we are. We're we're wanting to push our season forward. Uh, bring it to October one for us in the north part of Alabama in our zone, due to that fact of. Well, it's the water hole effect too. It's you know. 
like hunting antelope or elk. You know, if you sit up on a water hole and when it's warm, you're eventually going to see elk or antelope. Yeah. Well, we we've always and we've really noticed that when we when we're able to since we've been able to feed, is we've got deer on camera. Just I'm talking about patternable. Well, our wild oaks has failed the past since we've been running cameras four four years at least. We've had deer on camera patternable. I'm talking about you're sitting there. I'm we're going in there if the wind's right. We're go we're gonna kill that deer if the wind's right, and October 12th and 13th, our white oaks drop. Never fails. Ne it's every been year. every year. And you're like, and your deer are gone. It don't matter what feed you got out there. They could have been mowing. They could have been eating 300 pounds in a week. And this, they they won't touch it until them white oaks are gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I came from TA where um, the state of Pennsylvania, you can't eat. But uh, where I actually lived, I lived about 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia. We were in a special manipulation area. We were able to bait, uh, but it was real. It was a lot of speculations, but it really wasn't even worth it. It was it had to be in a it had to be an electric feeder, um, and it only could be 50 pounds, and it can only go off three times a day. So it was kind of like it was so much work that it wasn't even worth doing it. Yeah, but yeah. We, we, that we tried it one year and it actually hurt us more than it helped us because you know we got these 50 pound drums out there in these spots that we we shot deer out of years prior and we weren't seeing the deer we were seeing years prior because of that yeah and I, I think it i think it also has an effect especially here i think our deer are more cautious uh around the feeder than they were before we weren't able to feed, and that's kind of we've that's what we've kind of said this year. We're gonna keep putting our mineral licks out and our minerals out, but we're just not. We are not willing. It ain't that we. we I'm not willing to pay twelve dollars bag for corn. I'm not willing to pay what it is for feed when I can plant it, and I I can plant crimson clover and it come back every year and we take care of it and we have a, something for the turkeys also. Um, and it's going to benefit more than just our white-tailed deer, but I, I feel like we—I feel like we hunted. I, I feel like I was more of a successful hunter when I didn't have trail cameras <laughs> or, or feed. No, uh, I, I understand that one hundred percent. I don't know if you guys heard the term. You ever heard of virgin sits? Yes. Yeah, I, I think three of my top four bucks I shot in my lifetime were virgin sits, where I went into an area. Found a tree that looked good, set up a tree stand, and I shot a deer out of it. Yeah. In the last couple of years, I haven't shot a buck on my bow. Um, I was lucky enough to get it with the rifle, but that's because I was overthinking it. You know, I was going in there with, you know, running 10 trail cameras, hunting a specific deer, hunting all this stuff. And I had a kind of, this year, I kind of took a step back to get back to the old school basics how I used to hunt. Like, go in, find a sign hunt good winds, hunt good weather, and execute, you know, well, think stuff. We, we've always, even when we have bait, we still hunted our travel corridors, our travel routes, um, hunted between a bedding area and a feeding area, and done what was right, but with the trail cameras and the feed, we were kind of, we got, we either got stuck on that big buck. You got lazy, too. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, lazy, and it's the sugar coat, you know. 
that's how it was. I would hunt over, I knew where the feeder was, so I'd go hunting over that bait, you know, but I, I wasn't seeing a deer there for a couple of days, and I'm like, hey, there's food here. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's that's kind of how we got into, and like I said, we'd pull a trail camera, check that, and we ended up, <laughs> oh, Lord, no over here passing gas. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, But uh, we kind of got into that habit, and that's kind of what we did this year. We said, well, since we ain't baiting, we're going to run trail cameras. Let's see what we got, or see kind of what we got, but we ain't going to sit there and I'm not, I don't care about them once October 15th gets here. I'm going to hunt the wind yeah. and I'm going to hunt where, where I think's best. Yeah, uh, that's all. You know, I, I'm hunting public land too out here. So, you know, I got cameras on public land. I can't bait public land. So I have to, I'm going strictly off signs. You know, I'm yeah. kind of doing what Kyle's doing, you know, just trying to find that big travel corridor and put a camera on it. And you know, when you when you do that, you kind of got to let it sit a lot longer than you would if you had food. And that's the hardest part is letting a trail camera sit. You know, a lot of guys, I see a lot of guys make this mistake, and I know Kyle will probably agree with me on this. I mean, I don't think he's that bad about it, but a lot of guys use ca- trail cameras. It's a great tool, but if you use it wrong, you're, you, you can, trail camera can really hurt it. You know, guys are putting trail cameras out, and they're going to check them every week or, you know, every three days. It's like, it's like dude, these deer are watching you. You know, they're watching you where you're parking your truck. They're, walk, they're watching you walk to that trail camera. You know, just put them out and let them sit, you know. You got plenty of time to go check them. Yeah, I th- that's you know, that's what I think. Hand, you know, the the now the cell cameras. If you're that guy that's going to want to see whatever's on that camera all the time, that's your best bet. That's what you need. Yeah, and, and, pretty, that's why I don't really run a cell camera because I'm kind of patient. You know, I, I I can wait. You know, I don't have to see what's going on right away because a lot of guys also run truck cameras just for pictures of deer. They mm-hmm. have no idea what to do with the intel that the pictures are given. You know, they're not looking at the date. They're not looking up the date and looking at what the weather was that day, you know. Yep. And if you use, you could use a trail camera to kill a deer. You really can. But a lot of, uh, I see a lot of guys just using it just, you know, to show a buddy a picture. But that's just a big waste of money to me because if you use the trail camera right, if you, you play the date and the moon and all that into it, and you could pat, you could patter that deer even on public land to kill that deer. Um, next time you go out, if you can use a trail camera the right way, and that's but, um, that's kind of where we came away with this. We just we just kind of got to watching it, and and we we hunt. I hunt. I've hunted. I've turned my. We have we've had private land since I can as long as I can remember to hunt. But I've hunted a whole season on public land because I was successful on it, and that's where I stayed. Uh, I didn't care to go hunt the private land. I was having success there. Why? Why change it? Uh, why, why change my where I'm going? And I know there was an opportunity at a big buck. I actually shot a big buck. Uh, couldn't find him. I lost him. Um, but I shot a big buck on that property. But still, I, I knew there was that chance there. But a lot of people, like you said, I think I think you get, and that's kind of where we got this of our season if we can move back to october one we can pattern a deer a whole lot better than we could and we're in a funny area of the country um down here in the southeast when we got restocked with deer they restocked from all different areas well if you go 10 miles the way the crow flies east of where we live your rut is the first of november or not first november mid uh, the last of our bow season mid november around thanksgiving uh, how, when, how long does your season run till? Oh, October 15th to February 10th. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> I can't remember. What? We, we're good buddies with uh, a couple guys out in Georgia. Um, how far are you from Georgia? Uh, we are, where I live, we're five, ten miles away to Crow Flies. Okay. Yeah. We're not when did they start, Kyle? Do you remember when they started? That was on September 15th. Uh, I wanted to say it was like start of September. Yeah, the, the 15th. September 15th. Or maybe the 12th. It's the 12th or the 15th when they open. Okay. They and open see, soon. And see, we're that far. We've pulled fetuses on those that are killed in Cherokee County, which is on that Georgia line. We've pulled fetuses uh, at the end of January that date when we dated them. My mom's a licensed veterinarian technician when we date them fetuses back with them that and the biologist we date them fetuses back to before gun, our gun season and that, that's one thing we're kind of we're wanting that push and we think it's coming because they've changed some things up and they're they're do they're running tests on our public land is what they're doing we have an october one season that starts on public land in alabama on certain certain management areas and when we get that, they getting this data in that maybe we see that come because it, it would make it a it it would make it easier on us. I, it ain't I, that's one reason we're pushing it because we can pattern a deer a whole lot easier before our acorn crop drops. Because I have walked through, and I know deer don't hit every acorn tree. They got that one that they want, but when every when it feels like gravel you're walking on in the middle of the woods, uh, it's hard to pinpoint that one tree. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it, it's very hard. To, they don't have to pick that one tree, and uh, it's it's kind of been. We've had three crops that are pretty much a heavy crop, and the deer ain't been hitting a certain tree. It's been kind of sporadic. There ain't that deer mess under trees, and and it it has to do with our weather too. But when when we started pinpointing when our acorn drop was and you actually go out and put boots on the ground and see the acorn drop and you see when your deer leave them trail cameras you're like well that's my issue and uh you kind of put two and two together because it's our weather ain't changed i can promise you it's hot it's uh the dickens here it is bad and october 15th we usually have a it's a miserable set. Yeah. And I feel sorry. I could. I don't know if I could beat them guys up in Kentucky right now. Or Georgia. The opening <laughs> middle of September. It's hot yeah. as crap. It's, it's hot around here, too. I know. It's probably hot for you, too, Kyle. It sucks, man. I mean, last year, we got lucky in PA, where I was. I mean, opening day of PA, where I was, is September um, 18th. It's pretty early. And we got lucky. We had, like, a 40-degree morning. I remember that last year. And uh, we've seen a huge buck, the biggest buck we've ever seen on our property last year on opening day. We haven't seen the rest of the year, but besides last year, which was a rare, it's normally up in the mid-80s around here. Yeah, that's our, uh, we've seen 90s. And go, going back to your public land, and see, that's, that's a kicker here in Alabama, is we're not legally, we can't bait on public land, and we're not allowed to run cameras on public land either. So it's kind of you got to go in and put put in the oh, time. Oh, you can't run cameras either. No, that's, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, we, we put in the time. You can't hang stands. Can't, can't leave stands. You just got you have to take the stand down with you when you leave. Uh, well, Ohio is the same. I think, I think that's an unwritten rule though. Too, I think you're not allowed to do that here, but people do it. Yeah. Oh, I, I've seen guys 
do it and I also seen guys lose their stands over it too <laughs> somebody come in there and just take their stand and but we, oh, yeah. we've been able to uh, yeah and I, I, I'll be honest we I, I've been looking into it me and Noah both have I'm probably we can ride e-bikes as long as they're 750 watts or less on our public land we can't ride four-wheelers on certain man our closest mansion area we can't ride four-wheelers on uh, you ever, uh, do you guys run hang-on tree stands or climbers? Well, if we're filming, we would rather run hang-ons. Uh, but on public land, we normally use climbers. Uh, I've, I've looked into doing the saddles. I, have y'all been familiar with them? Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, we're working with a saddle company right now. Uh, this will be our first year using their saddles, Latitude Outdoors. And haven't hunted out of it yet, but man, are these things slick. And I think we're all looking forward to getting in the woods and hunting out of them. Does it take, have y'all have been practicing with them? Does it take yeah. a little bit of uh, adjustment there? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, what I, I think it's going to benefit a lot for us is um, filming, you know, um, it, instead of hanging double sets. You know, the camera guy can just run up in the saddle and just get up in the tree real quick. But I was always like a saddle, like denier. Like I used to always talk all this crap on it, like joking around. And when I finally got in one, man, it's 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 a real deal. I I'd highly recommend getting in one. I think it's going to be a game changer for you guys, especially hunting public. Um, if it's so easy and comfortable to get in the tree, you can get any single tree you want. You know, the only the only complaint I have, and this is be just being not biased the way I am, is I don't know how you guys are on this podcast with language, but I don't know how the hell I could take a shit out of the tree wearing this thing. <laughs> no, because your seat is what's holding you in the tree. <laughs> That's exactly my only issue. Other than that, other than that, everything else is good. Everything, we were all loving it. You know, we're all obsessed with them. Actually, they're just so damn comfortable. Yeah, and uh, that that's kind of what. I've looked into it, and, and I've, I've not thought about it. I've thought about it as both of us using it, but it is so aggravating to film out of two climbers. It's aggravating to film out of a climber in general. Oh, yeah, uh, cause you got this, you got the, uh, the gun rest on there. Yeah, you and you can't your arms on that climb. You can't set that climber up where in the camera up and the right. You can't put that camera arm where it needs to be because the arms that's connected you to the tree are in your way. Exactly. And that, it makes it tough to to run a camera out of a climber. And I, I haven't thought of it that way, that whoever's, whoever's filming run that saddle and whoever's in the climber or whoever's hunting be in the climber. That's, that's probably about not, I don't want to say 90%, but that's probably going to be more than half the reason why we use it because half of us will be probably having a camera guy with us this year. And that's going to be where it's going to really benefit us is that you know because we have a couple double sets you know me and colt tyler up north for us because we live two hours away from each other so we'll be hunting every weekend together and stuff um we have double sets but there's a couple spots you know where we'll start getting mobile you know and just bring one hang on and one saddle camera guy got the saddle and the hunter has the hang on but and that that's where it's going to be a real game changer i think y'all like using the hang-ons as just a 
take down and remove because when we hang a hang on here in the south most of us now i'd say 95 percent of everybody in the south with a hang on we hang it on and it stays there all year long um, yeah, that's how i always was yeah i don't know what about you kyle is that how you are you take yours down uh well i've never had a cameraman so i've never taken mine down i usually put cameras out and you know make sure a spot has good activity mine usually stay up once i put them there yeah that, that's kind of that's kind of what we how we are we kind of have everything ready to go before we go in unless we're if we're going to do anything other than that we run a climber and go go climb up a tree yeah if you're having problems filming with a climber but still want to use one uh for the past heck i don't know since i got into bow hunting uh senior year of high school i've ran a uh, loggy bayou climber i think that it's probably pushing 40 years old now and it's just uh one piece and then you have a climbing piece you use to grip the tree so you don't have anything around you it's honestly not bad yeah that's uh we run uh we there's a company out of alabama we run when we hunt out of summits and uh a cougar claw and uh, they, they both we, we really like them stands and i like them both because we like i said we don't get the gun hunt a lot so we use an open stand we use this arm climber um just that uh, putting that camera which if i i want to eventually every stand that's a permanent stand we're going to take and slap a camera arm up or a camera base or the base of the camera arm up in there and never have to touch it again because that is the most aggravating. I don't, I don't know what camera arm y'all use. We use a muddy, and that thing is aggravating. It's he heavy, heavy, bulky to carry in our bag. Awkward to carry. <laughs> it's a triangle. <laughs> yeah, muddy, muddy. Well, you all started out with muddy, I think. You started out with a muddy too, right, Kyle? Uh, no, I couldn't even get my hands on a muddy. Last year was my first year filming. I ended up with the old $30 special. Uh -huh. yeah, the muddy is so damn heavy, man. It's It's... And it ain't the arm. I love the arm. It's just, it's just so it's so heavy and loud. It's just a pain in the ass to carry it with. Well, that's what we we've talked about it because you can. I think the fourth arrow, the fourth arrow base will interchange with the muddy arm, which I'm fine with. I don't care about the arm. That, that thing ain't heavy. It's that base, and we're we've talked about buying that, buying two of them because we've got two muddy arms that work good yeah, and they're set up. Fourth arrow as of now. I mean, Kyle, you just me and him were just talking about his. He just got his in, so we're all, we're all going to fourth arrow as of now. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where we're we're leaning to. And I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all are sponsored by anybody, but uh, or who y'all are. I don't know. As far as packs, we run a uh, insight insight backpack. Uh, I don't know if y'all know what them are. Inside backpack. Does it go inside your clothes? No, no. it's a backpack. It's, it's a backpack. And y'all, y'all, if for filming and bow hunting, there's there ain't a better one. I'm well, telling I you, y'all need to check put, it out. We can put our camera. You can put a rifle, a bow, a camera, and camera arm, and all your extra hunting junk in that backpack. In that backpack. So is it like a size or larger backpack? It oh, with with the bow part on there. The way the bow part does it. It's got a backpack and it opens up like a book. Your bow slides in it, you fasten it in, and it shuts back and cl and you can clamp it together. So your bow is completely protected. Your top limb is the only thing you can kind of see. 
and then it's got all your packs and everything on the front it's got pouches on the side for quivers and camera arms and all kind of, i mean this handy tripods uh you're, you can put your rifle on the side pretty much anything and like i said we we run everything in it uh especially it even makes it easier when there's two if you got a cameraman going in with you we split everything up so it ain't all on one guy because it gets heavy we run everything with that and it's a it's called an insight i i n s i g h t s i g h t i thought you said my joke's no good now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that thing works. It's been it's been a game changer for filming for sure. Oh yeah, because we used to carry a camera bag. We used to have a bag, a hunting bag, a camera bag. <laughs> it wasn't no fun. No, now we go up to you. It, it still it's, ain't no fun. No, it's just a lot easier now. Yeah, you cinch that thing who, on who you. Who makes the bag? Huh? Who makes the bag you're talking about? Insight. 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 I-N-S-I-G-H-T. Okay. I mean, I look into hell, so that doesn't help. Yeah, y'all need yeah, to look into it. It's, shit, so. it's, it's been a game changer. Yeah, it has. It's, it's been something that we've all... Speaking of, Wills is right here behind us yeah. with a bow still in it. Yeah, my bow's still in mine. If <laughs> that tells you... Like I said, we, we focus on our archery season and then our gun season's taken up by working but uh and what 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 archery do y'all shoot we're, we're probably getting close oh, go ahead Dave. i think we're all matthews right yeah we're all team matthews yeah that that's, that sounds we're like us yeah we're not we're not held down to a bow company well we, we ain't either matthews. but we ain't either but it'd be hard uh, it'd be hard to ever get away from a matthews <laughs> We, we, we use what we, we, we use we like, you know, and uh, we all use Matthews. Well, that's, that's how. telling anyone to use anything. We've we both. We all have to be Matthews. We've both shot archery tournaments pretty much our whole life up until our, our, our let's say, high school life. Uh, but up till now, when we got married, we stopped shooting but uh, because life got in the way. But, but, uh, but I mean, I've shot, I've shot everything. Yeah. And. Especially, I've shot cheap end bows and uh, high end bows, and we're all with a high end Matthews now. And it's it it would it would take a lot to get us away from it. it oh yeah, would, it for sure. <laughs> and even, I've I've got to have something that feels good in my hands, or I ain't gonna shoot it. And it's I don't care if you're giving it to me. I, I've there's a company that would probably give us bows right now. I ain't gonna name who they are, but I I wouldn't have a bow they have. And um, that, that's. I don't even know if they're still in business. I'll be honest with you. Um, they they were they they had a bow shop here locally, and they tried to get every one of us to shoot their bows, but it just wasn't it wasn't uh wasn't a Matthews. It, it wasn't a Matthews. It, didn't it, feel was, right. it wasn't nothing <laughs> to us. It it it'd jump out of your hands sometimes, but um, that's one thing we've we've always that, that's our go-to is our archery so we try to it take a lot to get us away from matthew's archery <clears throat> but well guys uh that's pushing almost an hour of talking uh oh yeah man uh, i appreciate y'all being on here with us uh we'll try to if y'all are ever down here in alabama or want to come down and hunt some public land holler at us uh oh, we'll be we'll be down in uh we'll be down georgia in january so 
If you're not too far, man, we'll, we'll meet up and well, uh, maybe get in the woods. We'll well, yeah, like, like I said, y'all got my number. Um, just just holler at us. Uh, that actually, in the January, if, I don't know what time of January y'all going. Any time during January, it starts kind of slowing, slowing down. down. Especially towards the end. Yeah, so we actually do get to get in sta back in the stand a little bit. So um, that that would work awesome if y'all want to try to run on some pub. We can, at least we can yeah. point you, if you want to come over here, and we can point you in the right direction. <laughs> yes, yep. Thank you. I appreciate. I really appreciate you guys having us on. It means a lot that you know have guys talk to us and all know who we are. It means a lot to us. All right. Yeah, it was good talking with you boys. Good talking with y'all. Y'all have a good season. See y'all. You too. Yeah, you too. Good luck out there. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was Derek and Kyle with Full Draw Assassins. Y'all be sure to check them out on Instagram, YouTube, and Carbon TV coming up this year. As always. uh Use some of our sponsors, Serious Wind Indicators, Apex Protein Snacks, Conviction Game Calls, Rectifier Choke Tubes, and Three Rivers Coffee, which is our main sponsor for the podcast. Y'all use the code WCOutdoors at checkout to get you a little discount on all those products. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode, and we'll see y'all next week.